Receiving a diagnosis of a very rare disease is membership in a club nobody really wants to join. But for Mark McIntosh, it is just another hurdle to clear and another opportunity to serve others. You'll hear how Mark is taking on amyloidosis and using it to build Drive for Five, a campaign to generate 5,000 life-saving kidney donations on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and this podcast breaks some new ground for me as I'm lucky enough to host my first repeat guest, my good friend, Mark McIntosh. You Mark, know, you always want to be first. It's that's, right? that's absolutely. <laughs> Mark is an award-winning, longtime Denver media personality who enjoyed long and successful stints at KCNC and KUSA. He's a popular motivational speaker, published author of four motivational books, and his strengths lie in helping others effectively deal with change, challenge, and adversity, which speaking of change, challenge, and adversity, in the midst of working with communities on issues like homelessness and increasing opportunities in education through sports business, Mark was diagnosed with a super rare disease called amyloidosis. Way to go. You pronounce it correctly. I pronounced it right, light, nice, huh? Yeah. That, that occurs when a protein called amyloid builds up and organs like kidneys and makes those organs not function properly. Like all of the challenges Mark has faced in his life, he's taking this one head on with the same competitive spirit that made him an elite athlete and award-winning journalist. With all he's learned through this fight, he's heading up a new initiative called Drive for Five, an all-volunteer-based movement to encourage Americans to consider live, life-saving organ donations. And I can't wait to get into it. Mac, welcome and thanks for being here. Hey, man, I want you to be my agent. (laughs) Where were you 30 years ago when we got to know each other? Oh, my gosh. You at the Nuggets at me at Channel Four, but thank yeah, you. Oh, that a, was a minute ago. Yeah. So let's t- let's take a step back. Okay. And when we get into this, and tell me about how you found out that you have amyloidosis. And good heavens, who's heard of amyloidosis before? It's, it's very rare. There's, yeah. There's what six billion people on the planet. There's a hundred thousand of us that have it. Oh my god! It, it's very very rare. Not exactly and, the ticket you want to draw. No, no. And uh, there's no cure for it, but they have made major advances here in the last decade or so that, you know, you can, it, it can become like a chronic condition. You know, I'm going to have to watch it. But right. and you, you did a great job of describing it. But basically, our body produces bone marrow, right? Right. Those plasma proteins go through and they help you build muscle and do help your brain, all that kind of stuff. Well, every once in a while, those uh, plasma proteins clump together and that's called an amyloid. And as they go through your blood vessels, they can latch onto your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your liver, your Oof. nervous system, your kidneys. It went after my kidneys. Mm-hmm. And it basically just it's like a clogged air filter. It just destroyed wow. my kidneys. So, you know, I about this, well, actually, about late, you know, let's say Thanksgiving of 2022, 
Yeah. I'm 64 years old. Uh, I, I wasn't feeling as good as I normally feel, but I still felt okay because I've always been in pretty good shape and everything. Right. And I was getting up, go to the bathroom all the time, and I was losing a little weight. And, you know, I just... And I kind of just chalked it up. I, you know, I'm 64. I'm right. fine. I'm just Father Time's taking his you know? pound of flesh, right? And so I went to my doc, and we initially thought maybe I was having some prostate issues. Mm-hmm. So they put me on some prostate medication. About three months later, I'm at my local gas station where I gas up all the time. You know, when I pull in, I put the thing in, and I go inside, and me and the guys like a locker room, you know, was with with grief on each other. Right. And I walked in and my buddy, there's the manager goes, you look like crap. Your face is falling off your head. Wow. So I stopped into my doctor's office, which happens to be on the way home from my favorite gas station. Right. Made an appointment, went in, talked to my doc. I said, I'm just not, I don't think this stuff's working. Um, so he ordered a bunch of blood tests, which revealed my kidneys were failing. Oh, geez. Here's a pretty healthy 64 right. year got a physical every year. I'd never had any indication of any right. kidney problems, but suddenly my kidneys are failing. I was in renal failure. Wow. And so they did a uh, kidney biopsy that revealed the amyloidosis. Jeez. And they immediately threw me into three days a week dialysis and one day a week chemo. The chemo to knock down the amyloid and Ugh. the dialysis to keep me alive because my kidneys were failing. Wow. So, you know, fast the forward. The first 18... chemo treatment was on my 65th birthday. Oh, geez. So, so tell us about how this is kind of progress then yeah. from that day where you find out, oh my gosh, I've got kidney renal failure and I think I've got this goofy disease that's hard to say. Yeah. What's so what have the last yeah. 16, 18 so, months look like then? Well, so since April, you know, I I was on dialysis three days a week and I was on chemo. And then uh, after about seven months of chemo, we had driven the amyloid into remission. Awesome. And they kind of treat it like a blood cancer, like multiple myeloma. There's this wonder drug called daratumumab that does a really good job on this. So it's almost like we got the amyloid under lock and key. We got to keep our eye on it. Right. And if it rears its ugly head, we can hit it with a little chemo. But then the tension shifted my kidneys when they wake up. And mm. that was always my my prayer. Like people say, man, what, what can I pray for you? I said, pray right. my kidneys wake up. Right, because I was still being diagnosed with acute kidney disease, not chronic kidney disease. Okay. But then, after seven, eight months of all this treatment, my kidneys weren't waking up. So then, mm. shifted over to okay, you need a kidney transplant. So then, I've just been the education in that world, buddy, is crazy. And um, so, and I've shared just before, but. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a Friday morning group of guys, Bible study that I've been going to for about 20 years. It's like a locker room. We bust each other's chops. And right. I had been going in there and going, pray my kidneys wake up, pray my kidneys wake yeah. up. And then I went in one day and said, well, my kidneys didn't wake up. I need a transplant. Mm. And one of my buddies said, McIntosh, get over yourself. <laughs> Your communication skills 
and your social media following, because I got about 30,000 people that follow me, go find 5,000. So that was the launch of Drive for Five. We're trying to encourage people 45 to 60. You're in pretty good shape. You're past child-rearing years, and you want to give back with significance. How about share your spare, save a life, and leave a priceless legacy? Because you can live with one kidney, so you can share your spare kidney. Right. You can give a lobe of your liver to somebody because your liver will regenerate Right, and you can give bone marrow. So those, those three things. We there's a hundred thousand people like me that need a kidney transplant. So when you say drive for day. drive for five, you this went beyond, fellas. I need a kidney to okay. I need a kidney, and I'm going to try and get five thousand other people kidneys too. Yep. yep. Wow. Yep. And uh, you know, it's be careful what you ask for. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That, so, um, so donating a live organ, I mean, that immediately sounds kind of scary. Yeah. If you match and you're fit and you're healthy, it, it the risks aren't that great, correct? No. It, for somebody, let's just, you know, Jay Clark's going to give Mark Mack right. didn't he? Right. First, go through a lot of testing. Uh, they give all kinds of blood tests because they want to make sure you don't have something you didn't know. Like people find out they're anemic and they've got right. cancer or they've got this or that. Right. Then they just kind of give you a good physical test to, to make sure that your body can handle, you know, mm-hmm. some surgery. And then the third piece is a very extensive psychological exam. Because mm. what they've discovered over the years is, let's say, Mark McIntosh knows Jay Clark's going to give right. him a kidney word, you know, all this. And then at the last minute, your kids or somebody talks you out of it. Right. That it's very emotionally deflating. Right. Who needs a kidney. I could see that. It's tough on the person who really wanted to do it. But my right. Just talk. Right. Me. Now you're racked yeah. with guilt. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah, being yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, all that. So, right. So, it, it, you know. Interesting. Decide tomorrow I'm going to go give a kidney. It, it, it's a process. Okay. For those that do normally, you know, you're out of the hospital the very next day. You're walking. Uh, I've talked to people, you know, that, I, you know, I was walking farmer's markets after a couple of days. I'm walking my dog in a week. I was getting some light exercise in two weeks in. In a month, you're fine. Wow. And to think what you have, never what you have in abundance can be shared and save the life of somebody else like me and others. There's a hundred thousand people out there and 15 of us die. 15 of us die each day. Wow. You're a kidney transplant. And that's just, that's just amyloidosis sufferers. So there's gotta be. No, that's, that's, that's people that they've got disease because blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, kidney disease. There's, there's all kinds of things. Gotcha. Lead, but in a part of Drive for Five is a wellness piece because right. we, too, you know, we've got a severe shortage or real need for more, you know, donors. Kidneys. Yeah. But a lot of our problems are self inflicted because of diets, mm. yeah. lifestyles. You know, there's way too many people with high blood pressure, diabetes, and obesity. Right. Those three things are killers for kidneys. 
So part of that's this manifesting. Well, yeah, and that's manifesting a lot of other stuff: overeating, yeah. alcohol, all yeah, the yeah, yeah, which leads to liver, right? You know, and, right, and, and uh, so wellness is a piece of this, but yeah. that you know, we we just want people to know, and uh, you know, we like to say, you know, sharing your spare, saving a life, leaving a priceless legacy. It's better than gold and silver. No and kidding. That, and, and and touch on that for a minute because I love one of the inspirational stories about this. Yeah, involves yeah. one of our favorite Olympians. Missy and, Franklin. Yeah. So, so Missy t- Franklin's dad has had, you know, it's either chronic kidney disease or polycystic kidney disease. I think it was polycystic. So he needs a kidney. Right. So Missy lets the USA swimming world know my dad needs a kidney. Well, Chrissy Perham, who won two golds and a silver in the butterfly, which that is no a joke. event. I mean, yeah. you, nobody wants to swim the butterfly. Right. That's that's nobody no wants joke. Wants to swim the freestyle, you know? Right. Butterfly is like the four hundred hurdles. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to be a glutton for punishment to yeah. run them. She wins two golds and a silver in Barcelona in the butterfly. She's fifty three years old. Uh, good shape. She's still a CrossFit athlete, uh, past childbearing years, and she was looking for a way to give back with significance. She notices that Missy's dad, Dick, needs a kidney, and so she donated her to kidney. And I wrote a story. I I write yep. about this weekly LinkedIn. You go to Drive for Five and right. you can see all the content I'm creating on this. But I was interviewing Chrissy. And uh, I said, all right, you know, two golds and silver and the butterfly. That's pretty impressive. Right. Kidney to Dick Franklin. You know, she knew where I was going with that question. Right. She goes, oh, that question. Giving a kidney to Dick is better than gold and silver. How about that? Yeah. And, you know, and everybody you talk to that's donated, when they realize they saved somebody else's life. Seriously. I mean, you talk about leaving a priceless legacy. Right. It's better than gold and silver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we all, you know, we give to our churches or we give to the causes yeah. we believe in, yeah. hoping that they have an impact. I mean, donating an organ and you've you've literally saved a life. So that had to be that was that kind of a light bulb moment where it's like, okay, now well you know, it, this gold and silver thing. So let's do this drive for five thing. Yeah, well, actually, it was the, the drive for five, I think, was first. When okay. Go find 5,000. And then I shortly interviewed Chrissy. And then, you know, I share your spare, save a life, leave a price. Right. I got that trademarked, by the way. Oh, but, way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, all these things kind of came together. And then Chrissy introduced me to another Olympian, Randy Weber, who lives here in town. He'd be a great guy. And Chrissy be a great guest for you too. Yeah. Um, but um, Randy Weber, he's crazy. He was a ski jumper. He's oh, wow. out of Steamboat Springs. And he uh, participated in the Lillehammer and Nagano games. Oh, wow. I think that's 96 and, and 2000 or something. Okay. Um, he has... Uh, he's got a real rare uh, kidney disease that also screwed up his liver. So he mm. got a kidney and liver transplant wow. a few years ago. He's part of our team. And um, 
So suddenly we got all these Olympians and then, uh, you know, we're, we're going after, uh, and Chrissy's also a military spouse. Okay. So, and she convinced a couple of her girlfriends, military spouses to donate their kidneys. So awesome. suddenly drive for five, we we're, we're gaining Olympians and military people and we're going after athletes, you know, uh, you might not remember this name, but Bruce Young, he was a strong safety for the Buffs back in 88 and 89, the first two years I started covering him. Yep. And he's a good guy. And uh, we stayed in touch. He just got a kidney transplant. Uh, and uh, Dion Figures, remember that name? He got a liver course. transplant last year. Oh, nice. So we're going after athletic departments as well for your former athletes and pro athletes, Nuggets, all those kind of stuff. Right. You're 45 to 60. You've stayed in pretty darn good shape. You're past child rearing years and you want to give back. You might have a teammate where you could save their life. Right. Like Bruce Young, Dion Figures, yeah. whatever. Um, Ryan Harris's dad has gotten two kidney transplants. Wow. You know, so we're, we're wanting to tap into the athlete world. Yeah. So that was going to be one of my questions is, is okay. You, you've, come up with this number that you want to do 5,000 who, how, how are you targeting people to yeah, we're looking for community partners and, yeah. like, like the nuggets or CU or us Olympics or um, the association of sports aces. And it's, right. you know, well, we were um, talking before off air about, you know, this is a, this is something that could take hold through fraternities and sororities. Yeah, yeah, and same thing. So our four demographics are Olympians, uh, athletes. I, I kind of separate mm -hmm. those two, but uh, military spouses and veterans and college, fraternity and sororities. Forty-five, sixty, healthy, past childbearing years, want to get back. We're after you, and in a lot of cases. You could be saving the life of, of one of your brothers you know. or right like, or, or all right? We're all kind of team oriented, right? right. Olympics, sports, fraternities, sororities, and the military. So we all kind of Yeah. That, that's so that's fantastic. So you know, I don't know that anybody's ever prepared to hear something scary like congratulations you've got amyloidosis <laughs> well, so, nobody said congratulations. i mean you know <laughs> that's i think hitting the lottery might be easier it sounds like really? uh, but but what would you tell somebody who's who's gonna hear who hears something like this i mean if if somebody if you know, how would you've obviously well, been, been able to process it and yeah. figure out a good way to deal with it. But yeah. Yeah. how would how would well, you put your arm around somebody that sure. that's just heard something scary like yeah. this? And what would you say to them? Because yeah. that, that's that's hard for. Yeah. You know, what do you say to somebody? Well, especially like, you know, when you first learned one, I'd never heard of what the, I was with my golfing buddies. We had just got off the golf course and, you know, we were settling up at the 19th hole and I get a text from my doctor, give me a call. You have amyloidosis. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is that? Right. <laughs> but, and, and I preface all this by saying, uh, and you know, 
I've shared my life story before with right. you. You know, there's been a lot of times where I've been sitting there going, what the heck is going on around here? Right. And I, I couldn't imagine trying to go through life without faith. And so I, 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 I would love if I could, if I had to put my arm around somebody and, and try to comfort them, to encourage them uh, to persevere through this, I would hope we could start from that foundation because so many things like this happen in, in our lives and, you know, just happened for me, it's amyloidosis before it was, you know, shrinking television industry, it right. was horses, it was injury into the promising athletic career, but we all right. have our stuff, right? Yep. We all got our stuff that I think there's so many times where you sit there and go, I, I can't lean on my own understanding here. I don't yeah. understand why this is happening. And that's where my faith kicks in that, that, you know, just to not lean on my own understanding and believe that, you know, God's got a plan here and it's a plan to prosper me and not harm me to give me hope in the future. And so I would love to be able to kind of start from there, but if, you know, if obviously, if you think that's probably not the best way to go, <laughs> I, I just would, I, I just would yeah, lean into that. Just, just try to, just hang in there, and 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 I think, I, I tell people this all the time, Jay, that uh, I got something that's trying to kill me. Yeah, right. It's like it's it's in supermax. It's right. in, and it's we, we got guards watching it twenty four seven. But you got to watch it the rest of your life, or it, yeah. if you let it out, it can kill you, right? Right. Like, and it's led to the destruction of my kidneys, and I need a kidney transplant. Yeah. But in many ways, I've never felt more alive in my life. How about that? That's awesome. Because I think I've been kind of, to use a journalist term, and you can certainly relate to this, I think I've just been kind of assigned to raise awareness to live organ donation. I've been assigned to help displaced men. I've been assigned to try to help low-income kids through the Arab Brown Endowment Fund. I think yeah. that's just that's just kind of, as a journalist, those are my assignments. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and that, that kind of leads me to my next one is, you know, like you're doing a great job with, with putting out the content and telling people about Drive for Five and everything you're going through with the amyloidosis. So, but through the last, I would say, you know, 18 months or so, what are probably the biggest things you've learned about yourself and what you've learned about others, you know, kind of since your life took this crazy turn? Okay. That's a great question. I think two things I've, I've learned, um, Kat, my wife and I, we've got an incredible support group around us, you know, of family and friends that, and, and that's so important yeah. When you're going through something like this, you know, right. so, um, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And, and I, I think the other thing for me personally, what I've learned is that, you know, I, I think it just kind of confirms that um, you just never know, you know, all we have is right here and right now. Yeah. And, and so to, to seize the moment, and, um, you know, and I was in an age, you know, I, th I thought I was gonna, you know, I was gonna continue to work a stronger chord, displace men right. and 
or Brown Endowment, Roadrunner, right. to help these kids at MSU Denver and try to play more golf. Right. I'm tired of getting my ass kicked on the golf course. <laughs> that was that was my plan. Right. Well, what's and the gym? Then, make plans and hear God laughing. Yeah, exactly. And um, and another, another thing I've learned, I have a great appreciation for people in the healthcare business. Uh, the nurses, the doctors, the technicians, um, the healthcare system is screwed up, but it's it's not their fault. Right. You know, and uh, I, you know, the, the my dialysis technicians, you know, you get to know them, right? I mean, right. I, you know, and angels on earth, right? Sanity. They, they, they yeah. become your family. Right. And, and that, got, they're. They're angels on earth. I mean, that that's what I take a lot from your writing is that yeah. are still there is so much good in the world oh, oh. from these people that do this work and are just oh. so devoted to the people they care for. Oh, and, and, and they're not making they're not much making much money. Right. Companies they work for are making money's hand over fist. Because you know, we have a real kidney problem right. in America. And uh, Davida and Fresenius are making money hand over fist. With these wonderful technicians, and most of them are female, and most of them are Latinas or Filipinos. And my first ex-wife was Filipino, so I know a little Tagalog. And I, my first TV job was right down the Mexican-American border, so I, I'm, I'm not too bad at Espanol. It, so, you know, it, it was wonderful, you know, just getting to know these angels yeah. kept me alive. And it got to the point, you know, we were all buds by, you know, you spent eight months together. Right. They, they'd be hooking me up. They were, here come the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> going to suck my blood out <laughs> and put it back in. But I've learned, you know, uh, just a great appreciation for the people on the front line in the healthcare yeah. industry, that yeah. without them, I'm dead. Yeah. Well, you know, the, this is the road you're taking to me is very much the road less traveled from the standpoint of <laughs> when somebody when when somebody hears this kind of news or has to go through dialysis and all this kind of stuff that you that you're going through. I think the 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 first path would obviously be to just turn very inward oh my god it's me this is happening to me i've got to deal with this of how am i gonna me i i'll you know for you it's 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 almost like it's the opposite of that and we touched on this a little bit with with kind of this assignment mindset you have <laughs> but but where does this drive to turn this you know tough situation into a, a platform to serve others where does that come from well you know and and, and thank you for asking that and i think it it, I just kind of, I think I was just, I think God gives us certain gifts, right? I think we're born with gifts. And I, I've always been kind of an, an upbeat, positive guy, you know? So I think I had, I just had that kind of spirit. And then through youth sports and my whole upbringing, of, you know, Raytown, Missouri, suburb of Kansas City, right by Arrowhead and Kauffman Stadium there. Uh, you know, I was a quarterback. I was a point guard. I, you know, yep. I was always put in positions that, you know, and and I was always having to problem solve. You know, if you're running off left tackle and it's not working, we got to try right tackle or what? You know, <laughs> so change 
it, it is, I, I, I've never been resistant to change because it was just kind of part of being successful. Right. I mean, right. you know, right. uh, you know, to Kembe and Mahmoud and Fonz and the crew that we were part of that special, you know, was it 94, 95 or 93, 94, 93, 94, 93, 94. Uh, you know, one of my greatest sports memories is, having to sprint up the steps of the Seattle Coliseum to do a live <laughs> shot after getting that sound of Dikembe on the floor with the ball going, Bruh! you know, anyway, uh, sorry, I, I got distracted. <laughs> but, um, so I think I've just always kind of naturally, you, you know, you, you, you jump into problem solving mode, you know, yeah. okay, I, but, and then, and then as I got older, and and my faith began to grow from my 20s mm-hmm. until now that I, I just truly believe that God's got a plan. And 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 the, God's plan, my assignment is. And so I kind of needed these things to prepare me for the next assignment. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. And it's 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 um, you know, I don't say this because you're my friend. I say it because it's true that it's very inspiring. Because I, I I do believe it is the road less traveled, um, you know, to to take have have something like this and turn it to into service to others. Uh, that is absolutely the road less traveled. So I admire yeah, you for that. I'll, so, I'll say this to anybody that might feel like they're in that spot. Uh, you know, think about it. I can I can kind of wallow in my. Which I think is human nature, right? Or I can try to use this in service to others. What, what, I mean, if you I think that's something we can all take I, something from, for sure. Yeah, but that's not easy to do. And Definitely not. It's it's difficult. That's where you need a good group of people around you. You know, and I, I'm blessed. I'm, you know, you, I, I got a lot of friends. That's um, I that's I think our big takeaway for that. I hope everybody who listens to this is is. You know, you can always use whatever situation to help others, which is awesome. And and the importance of a great support system. So if people want to learn more about Drive for Five, support you, yeah. possibly donate. Yeah. What's the so best way for them to learn more I, about all this? They could go. We don't have a website yet, but on Facebook, you can, you know, you can follow Drive for Five on LinkedIn. You can follow Drive for Five. And, uh, you know, I put out this content on a consistent basis and anybody interested in live organ donation, we have a partnership. One of our partners is the uh, National Kidney Registry. And inside the content, there's a link that will take you there that will start the process. If you're interested in just exploring sharing your spare, saving a life, leaving a priceless legacy, they they're a partner of ours. We kind of hand them off and, and they they can walk you through it. And we continue to create content. To, and we've got uh, working with the American Transplant Foundation here in town. We've got uh, some support services. If you're out there and you, you know, you got signed up to think about it. Now you're going through all the tests, but you're kind of getting a little nervous. I don't know if I want to do yeah. that. We've got counselors. That we we love to say that there's a lot of people, Jay, that using football terms here yep. when it comes to live organ donation, we get them inside the red zone, 
<laughs> we got to get him into the end. Got to get across the goal line. <laughs> we got yep. to score. Yeah. We've got counselors that can help with that. Um, you know, there's all kinds of resources for people that are considering it. Uh, your all that testing is covered by the insurance of like my insurance. Mm-hmm. And and even if you decide not to donate, um, you get a thorough physical exam for free. Yeah. And so, you know, and people have discovered that they've got, oh, I'm anemic. Right. Or, oh, right. Well, we'll put all that in the show notes, Mac. Keep fighting the good fight. I'll encourage Thanks, everybody to follow Mac's social media feeds where you can he cranks out great uh, content on all, all this stuff that's that's uh, terribly inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Godspeed, my friend, and keep it up. Great to see you, buddy. And I hope to see you in person soon. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Mark for his great inspiration. Find Drive for Five on LinkedIn to learn more and support this awesome campaign. This podcast has been brought to you by JC Charity Services. Running a nonprofit is hard, and I'd love to help you thrive. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better.